0: with conair girl bomb available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you
1: you know you've got a comeback in you when you take the next step you're going to make it count for your career for your family for your life you can earn a degree you're proud of with purdue global purdue global is backed by purdue university one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu.
2: The kakadu plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR, no one's drinking a kakadu smoothie? Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Womanica. This month, we're talking about rebels with the cause, women who broke rules that were meant to be broken. These women took major risks to upend the status quo and create meaningful change. Today, we're talking about a woman who rose above her fears to become the first female president of the Philippines. She led the country to democracy in a way that set a precedent for other countries around the world. Let's talk about Corazon Aquino. Maria Corazon Aquino was born on January 25, 1933, in the Tarlac province of the Philippines. Her family was one of the richest families in the region. Their wealth came from their sugar plantation and from Corazon's father's business ventures. From a young age, religion was a big part of Corazon's life. She went to two Catholic private schools in the Philippines before moving to the United States for high school. In the US, she attended Ravenhill Academy in Philadelphia and the Notre Dame Convent School in New York. She received her degree in French and math from the College of Mount St. Vincent in 1953. At school, Corazon had the reputation of being a reserved but studious Catholic girl. After college, she returned to the Philippines to pursue a law degree at Far Eastern University But before she could graduate, she fell in love. She met fellow law student Benigno Nino Aquino Jr. And by the fall of 1954, the two were married and Corazon had left school. In 1955, the couple welcomed their first child and Corazon turned her attention to raising a family. They eventually had four daughters and a son. Corazon's husband was a rising political star. He became the country's youngest elected mayor, governor, and senator in fewer than 20 years. When Ferdinand Marcos became president in 1965, Benigno was one of his loudest critics. As President Marcos's second and final term came to an end, it seemed like Benigno might win the next election. But Marcos declared martial law. This abolished the Philippine Constitution— and the two-term limit the country had for president. Marcos then threw Benigno in prison and sentenced him to death. But Benigno was not deterred. He ran for president again from prison, but this time he needed his wife's help. While Benigno remained behind bars, Corazon campaigned and delivered speeches on behalf of her husband. She went from being the devoted wife who stood quietly at his side to the face of his campaign. Benigno reportedly won, but Marcos's corrupt ways allowed Marcos to keep his position. After seven years in prison, Benigno was released into medical exile and the family moved to Boston. For three years, life was peaceful and happy. But then Corazon's world was flipped on its head. On August 21, 1983, Benigno returned to the Philippines alone. He was assassinated as soon as he set foot on Filipino soil. A few days later, Corazon landed in the Philippines to lead her husband's funeral procession. More than two million people lined the streets. Benigno's death lit a fire in Corazon. She supported the people power revolution in their anti-Marcos movement. Together, they peacefully protested against the current government. In 1986, President Marcos suddenly called another election to dispel any doubts about his authority, he said. With the support of the People Power Revolution, Corazon ran against Marcos. She was hesitant and had little political experience, but was guided by the spirit of her husband and by her religion. Adorned in yellow, Corazon hit the campaign trail. Her rallies brought out thousands of Filipinos, including those who didn't typically participate in politics. The business community, the Catholic Church, and other significant organizations threw their support behind Corazon as she promised a brighter future. On February 7, 1986, the polls closed. All signs pointed to Corazon being the winner. But when the government released the final count, Marcos was once again declared president. This time, he wouldn't get away with it. Hundreds of thousands of Filipinos poured into the street to protest. For three days in late February, Corazon and her supporters engaged in peaceful, non-violent protest. Although military presence was out in full force, no one was shot or killed. The protests were successful. On February 25, 1986, Corazon was sworn in as the first female president of the Philippines. Her election represented hope and change for the country. It also showed the world what a peaceful revolution could look like. For this reason, she was voted Time Magazine's Person of the Year in 1986. During her six years in office, Corazon had her ups and downs. She restored the constitution that Marcos had dismantled, made secondary school free, and helped navigate the country through several natural disasters. Despite her limited political knowledge, Corazon transitioned the Philippines from an autocracy to a democracy— She reinstated a freely elected parliament and re-implemented free and fair local elections. She oversaw these elections herself. Corazon believed much of her success was due to divine will. But her presidency wasn't all smooth sailing. She had to survive multiple coup attempts and calls for her resignation. She struggled to implement the kinds of land and economic reforms the Filipino people were hoping for. She'd campaigned on the promise to put an end to the communist uprising. But instead of responding to the needs of the left with social and economic reforms, she took military action. This reignited the war against the communist New People's Army. Although she had her shortcomings as a leader, Corazon delivered authenticity. She said, The only thing I can really offer the Filipino people is my sincerity. For a country that was deprived of that for so many years, This is what many craved. She was the social and moral conscience of a country that desperately needed it. Once Corazon found her voice, she didn't stop using it, even after her presidency. She was a vocal advocate for ending violence and homelessness. When her successor tried to extend his presidential term, Corazon led a protest of half a million people. And when presidents after her were accused of corruption or cheating, she was in the streets calling for their resignations. In 2008, Corazon Aquino was diagnosed with cancer. She passed away on August 1st, 2009, at the age of 76. All month, we're talking about Rebels with a Cause. For more information, check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow.